Welcome to this episode of the Things That Matter Most podcast, where we dissect the practical and spiritual and cultural issues of our time using Jesus's message as our starting point. You know, my goal is that you find yourself encouraged and challenged and equipped to live more like Christ every single day. My name is Pastor Isaac, and I want to say welcome to 2023. It's amazing that we are in a brand new year, and I'm very excited to start a brand new series, which is titled Awakening, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. And we're going to be looking at this idea of how is it that we can draw closer to the Lord at the beginning of this new year, and maybe even have some of the breakthrough that we've been looking for. You can actually find a really cool companion devotional on the YouVersion Bible app called Awakening, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, which was adapted from a book written by Stovall Weems uh, that you can also find by the same title. And so I'm just really looking forward to spending the next several weeks uh, talking about this idea of how is it that we draw closer to the Lord and that we can be challenged to draw closer to the Lord. And so without further ado, let's jump into this first message in our Awakening 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting series. Well, I am really glad that you chose to join in on this episode of the podcast, the first one that's in the new year. And I'm looking forward to just having this bit of a dialogue with you uh, about this idea of going to the next level of our faith with the Lord so that when we do come up against all of the complexities that we will inevitably face in the year 2023, we're just um, on a better ground to do that. You know, the world is not getting less crazy. I think the world is getting more and more crazy all the time. And and this is the question that I would want to ask you. And it's a question that when we hear, sometimes we tend to ignore because it's asked so nonchalantly. But I would ask you this, how are you doing? How are you really doing? What has your life been like recently? How's your spirit been? How's your energy level been? How's your relationship with the Lord been? It was actually kind of hard to, to think about that question and to wrestle with it. And if we're honest and vulnerable, sometimes it's uncomfortable to tell anybody really how we're doing. Sometimes we're doing great. Don't get me wrong. For sure, sometimes we can be doing well. But oftentimes it's like, you know what? I'm just tired. I'm discouraged. I'm not doing very well. Um, don't know how I'm going to pay the next bill. I'm kind of freaking out about it. There's all sorts of different things. And so I want us to just take a moment to reflect back and then to look forward. Um, and I want to spend a little bit of time, you know, just sharing with you some of my heart about the last year and this upcoming year. You know, the first thing I would ask, you know, what thinking back to 2022, I've just been, I've been processing what for me was the greatest part of the year 2022. And Immediately what comes to mind is a trip that I took with my church youth ministry to Orlando, Florida, to a conference called the Life Conference. Um, Jesus is greater than everything is the name, was the kind of like the name of the conference, um, Life 2022. And that was by far the most extraordinary thing that I had the opportunity to experience in this past year. Um, man, it was amazing. And it was right on the heels of one of the most difficult times I had ever gone through. Um, I had all sorts of crazy medical stuff going on that was, it felt like it was just like ravaging my life. And then I get to go to this conference that was, it was extraordinary. There were about 6,000 
um, individuals there for this week-long conference down in Orlando at the Marriott World uh, Center, actually. It was, it was incredible, and it changed my life. And so I think of that man so fondly, but yet this year also presented its own series of really, really serious difficulties. Um, I didn't spend a lot of my time really balanced and well, and so by the end of the year, I did find myself feeling tired, feeling a little bit discouraged and feeling a little bit burnt out. And that's just because, you know, I wasn't super wise in the way that I kind of managed my time throughout the year, especially with all the health issues that happened and some of the difficulties and complexities that were, you know, was facing me there. And so, you know, we have all sorts of things when someone says, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. <laughs> that's the answer we tend to want to default to, Right. But, you know, it's really actually kind of cool when we can be vulnerable and open up our hearts to people. Um, I tell you what I'm looking, you know, the, the question, you know, as far as how are you doing, like, what are you looking forward to most in this upcoming year? We've come out of 2022. What are you looking forward to most and what are you least looking forward to? You should take a minute, uh, you know, over today or over the next couple of days to really think, what is it that I'm looking forward to this year? And what is it that I'm kind of, quite frankly, dreading this year? Um, I'll tell you, man, I'm really looking forward to having a new opportunity to have a better year than last year, to have a new opportunity to live more faithfully for the Lord, to be more balanced in the way I personally commit my emotional, my spiritual, my physical energy, to be more present um, when I'm there and to, you know, um, enjoy my time away. I'm really looking forward to the way that it feels like the Lord has given me this opportunity to kind of refresh in those areas of our life. And ultimately, this is the deal. I want this year to be more for all of us. I want this year to be more for me. I want this year to be more for you. And when I say more, what I mean, and this sounds like a, you know, like a kid's ministry answer, but when I say more, what I mean is I want us to have more Jesus. I want us to go deeper in our relationship with Jesus. Because if we go deeper in our relationship with Jesus, what happens is we see every single category of our life enhanced. Because Jesus is the purpose and he is the center of everything that has value and of everything that has worth. And so I want this year to be more for all of us. I want us to go into our understanding of the news when we listen to the news with the vantage point of how would Jesus see this. I want our relationships to be healed and for there to be less conflict because my heart is in line with the way Jesus would handle this circumstance. I want less anger, more financial stability, and less um, frivolousness and wasting of the resources that God has given us. And I want to see less bad stuff. I want to see more Jesus and less bad stuff because here's the deal. Bad stuff hurts you and it hurts other people around you. You know, and there's this like, I don't know, this this feeling that the church just kind of says, here's a list of do's and don'ts. If you do the do's, you'll be close to God. If you don't the don'ts, then you'll be, you know, closer to God. But if you do the don'ts, then you're going to drive yourself away from God and lose your, um, you know, uh, whatever rewards you might have. And if you don't the do's, then you're, um, you know, kind of likewise uh, going to suffer for that because you you should have been doing things that you weren't doing, right? This It's convoluted mess of what we kind of, you know, have coined the term as legalism, which is if you do certain things or don't do certain things, it establishes your relationship with God or your value or your standing with God. And that's just not true. But there is truth 
that we're held accountable for the actions that we take. And our faithfulness to the Lord does actually determine some of the reward that we receive in eternity and even our experience here on this earth. I absolutely love this passage in Ephesians from Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us so long ago. Let me read it one more time. Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You know, you are unique and special. You have been created by God to perform a task and to live out a purpose that nobody else can or ever will be able to do because God chose you to do it. That's a huge responsibility. And also, we're held accountable for what do we do with God's chosen purpose for our life. There are people in your life that you are responsible for because God has made you responsible for them. There are circumstances in your life that you are responsible for resolving or for fixing or for whatever it might be because God made it that way. There is somebody that's never heard of the name Jesus that if you don't tell them, nobody will. Why? Because each of us is special and unique. I am gifted in my life in different ways than other people, and other people are far more gifted than me in a lot of areas of life. But that's because God has given each person a very unique purpose. We are his masterpiece. God made each of us with a purpose that simply no one else can fulfill because no one else was made by Almighty God to accomplish this. But here's the deal. We actually require some tools in order to do these things that God wants us to do. In order to accomplish the purposes and the tasks that he desires for us, we need some tools. This is really neat. Ephesians 2.8, which is right before the verse we read, says this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that nobody can boast. We have been given the gift of salvation freely, without anything that we could do, without any way that we could earn it, so that we could accomplish the purpose God has for us, and so that we can be in eternity with Jesus forever and forever, worshiping God for the rest of eternity and learning and growing in the universe that he's created. Um, and we've been saved by grace. And that's the first tool that we've been given. And there are also some other things that the Lord um, has gifted us with and some tools that he has given us that I really would like to challenge you to use this upcoming year. So here's my challenge to you. This is something that we're going to be talking about and I want to talk about and we're going to be kind of dialoguing about over the next several weeks is that I really want you to accomplish this year in a greater way what the Lord's unique purpose for you is. Even if that is getting off of an addiction, if it is breaking off a relationship that you shouldn't be in, if it's getting into a relationship or restoring a relationship that you should be in or that is God's will, whether it's 
committing yourself more to school or finally quitting that job and starting the business that you know God's been calling you to do. Whatever God's purpose for you is this upcoming year, whatever you kind of discern the spirit of God as a follower of Jesus is telling you, I challenge you to give something special to the Lord as we begin this new year. Give something special to the Lord as we begin this new year. If you go to, and you'll find this linked in the uh, description of the podcast as well, I would like to, I would like for you to do two things. The first one is I would like to challenge you to complete a 21 day daily devotional that will take you about three minutes to complete. And in this way, I want you to give the special gift of your time to God. You know, time isn't just time. Time is actually a slice of your life. It's a slice of your soul. It's a part of who you are. And I challenge you this year to go to the YouVersion Bible app and look up the plan that has the same title as this series, which is Awakening 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting by Stovall Weems. When you see that, it's going to kind of coincide with some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about. That will help you every day to stay connected with the Lord, to stay thinking about the Lord, to be processing um, all of the different things that he might be calling into your life and what he wants to be doing and how he wants to move in your life and in your soul. And you can also journal about that. That would be even a bigger challenge for you, which is to take it and then to take just, you know, if it takes you two minutes to read, spend another three minutes just writing some of your thoughts about it. As I've completed this uh, this particular devotional, I have found it so helpful to read through and to just write. I'll tell you, like on day three, for instance, you know, talks about the good things that we've been given by God. And I was able to just sit there and to just write out thing after thing after thing that I was thankful for. And I realized, man, I just got so much that I'm blessed over. I just really, really am blessed in these different ways. And so the first thing I would challenge you to do to accomplish God's unique purpose for you this year, and I'm not saying like you complete a purpose and you get all sorts of rewards and that sort of stuff, but I'm saying living with the purpose God designed you to is to give to him this bit of time every day to read this devotional, to read the scripture that's deeply ingrained within it and is is attached to it as well, then maybe even to write out some of your heart. But this is the biggest thing. This is where I really want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to give up one thing that is important to you for the next 21 days, which is what we call fasting. If you can fast traditionally with food, I challenge you to go as hard as you can and say, Jesus, I'm actually going to give up even food for you. I'm going to give up something for you. I'm going to fast from something so that I can actually give that energy back to you and leverage the reminder of the impulse to partake of that thing that I can give that to you. I want to challenge you to give up one thing that's important for the next 21 days or fast from it for 21 days. Fasting is actually a gift that's been given to us by God. Um, the Lord actually said fasting is a way you connect to the heart of God and you understand the will of God and you connect and be convicted by the spirit of God. It all comes through fasting, which is denying. It's not centered around the denial 
of things, but it is denying something that we crave and we even need in order to take the impulse that follows that denial and, and say, man, I'm really, really, really hungry. And my hunger is reminding me to pray for my friend who's far from God. And I've, and I've given this time to Lord to ask for his salvation. Lord, would you save John? Would you save Lucy? Would you save whoever it might be? And you use that each time you get that twinge of hunger, instead of reaching for food, you reach for the Lord. Or maybe you give up, uh, I'll tell you something close to my heart here, you give up YouTube. I actually last year spent the uh, this process, 21 days of prayer and fasting, I gave up YouTube. And I love YouTube. It's pretty much the sole source of entertainment that I have as far as media, besides maybe uh, football, so early part of the year, the Super Bowl's coming in playoffs. But I gave up YouTube and it was hard. And every time I would find myself with the inclination to turn to, um, to open up that app, to go to the channel on Roku, a Fire Stick, whatever it would be, every time I'd find myself kind of being compulsed to do that, I would be like, no, 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 no. This is an opportunity to be reminded to pray for some of the things that were on my heart. And so you can give up all sorts of things. You can give up um, you can give up food, which, man, I think it's probably the most powerful fast if you can give up food. You only have to do that for 21 days, but you can do that for a little bit of time. Maybe you could do that for a day. Then maybe you could eat. Then maybe two days. You could kind of figure that out. You can be kind of crafty with that. You can give up social media. If you're on Instagram, Snapchat, um, you know, Facebook, all those different things, if you give up, I'm just telling you, without almost without even God, by giving those things up, your life is going to get more wholesome. But if you give them up and also use that to pursue the Lord, man, the Lord is going to do crazy things through you. Or maybe it's video games or a game that you enjoy playing or something on your cell phone, um, whatever it might be. You can give up almost anything as a fast to God as long as it helps you to, rem to remind you of the reason that you're really doing this. I believe this, that if you give something you value to God, then he will be faithful to you. If you give up something that's important to you, something that's valuable to you, something that you have this urge to do again and again, watch YouTube or eat food or play a game, whatever it might be, I really believe that God will be faithful to you. But there are a few conditions and I think that this is a really beautiful summary, what Jesus says in Matthew 6, 17. He says, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. See, in Jesus's time, as Jesus said this, there were, there were these uh, religious elites who would not eat several times a week. They would spend days at a time without eating, and then they would look like they were starving, and they would look disheveled, and they would get dirty, and they would, and everyone would know, oh, they're fasting, oh, they're godly, oh, they're whatever it might be. And Jesus said they are a bunch of hypocrites because when you fast, if you fast appropriately, you fast to God, and nobody else even knows. And so I would encourage you, if you choose to give something up, I would encourage you to not talk to too many people about that to not brag about it. Because I think what, in Jesus's words, you've received your reward in full if that's a decision that you decide to make. But rather, I encourage you to 
keep it private, not necessarily secret, because I'd like you to tell you, you know, people you're closer to, maybe if you're in a small group or something like that, but to keep it a little bit closer to you and to say, Jesus, I'm really just doing this for you. This is for you, Lord. I'm dedicating this to you. I'm giving this to you. You know, you are not paying for a reward when you fast. To correctly fast, you need to give it to the Lord in love. You don't give up food for three days and then say, Jesus, now I'm expecting the blessing. That's not how it works. Rather, because of your desire to love the Lord more and to grow in your relationship with the Lord, you put down the things that um, compulse you to partake in them. You put those things down, and it is hard. But I promise you that the Lord will be faithful to you through it. So what, what will you fast from? I challenge you with this. I want you to think, what could you fast from? Do you believe that fasting as this biblical principle, like fasting is a huge gift. It's a supernatural gift given to the church to connect to the spirit of God and to the heart of the Lord Jesus more and more. What can you fast from? And would you go to um, the YouVersion app and download Awakening, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, or straight up buy the book Awakening, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. Um, you can find, the again, the link of that in the description. Would you give of your time each day, and would you consider putting something aside that's valuable to you so that you can remind yourself of what you're looking for in the Lord and of the depth of relationship that you're desiring with the Lord? So what are you going to choose to fast from? Are you willing to fast? Are you willing to go and look up this devotional and commit to it every day? Um, where's your heart on all of this? And what are you looking for in this new year? Because my prayer for you is that you experience Jesus in a submission of your heart to the Lord like you've never experienced before. Because we all need to experience a submission like we never have before because no matter whether we're old or young or wise or dumb or um, educated or not or hardworking or lazy or whatever it is we need more submission to the lord so that we can experience the next thing that he has for us which is always a deeper level of intimacy and love with him. And so until we are together again, thank you so much for joining in on this episode of the Things That Matter Most podcast.